Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Good morning. We're back. We're back. We're back. Hey, Christina Marie. Good morning, Janet. Good morning. My God, let's say good morning to our Lord and Savior. My God. For those of you that have been um, fighting loneliness, come on now. What is it to wake up to the Savior? What is it to wake up to our Lord? What is it to wake up to our Father? What is it to wake up to our provider? What is it to wake up to our protector? What is it to wake up to the King of glory? So let's give him a good morning this morning. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Abba. Good morning, Abba. Good morning, Abba. Good morning to you this morning. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning to you. You are worth all the praise. You are worth all the honor. Good morning, Abba. My God, thank you for waking me up this morning. Thank you for giving me the activities of my limbs. Thank you, Father God, for all you are. Just thank you for you being God. Thank you for you protecting me. My God, you are so amazing. God, you look so good this morning. That's what I feel like I should be saying. Lord, you look so good this morning. I'm so happy to wake up to you. Ooh, come on now. Come on now. Good morning. Like, but, but this is how if you was in the bed with your boo or your bae or your people in your house, right, that you love so dearly, you would wake up to them and you would, oh, good morning and let me fix you breakfast. And we can't fix him breakfast, but what can, we can ask him is, Lord, what can we do for you today? Ooh. My, 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 Lord, what can we do to you today, Father? My God, you're such a good father. What can we do for you today? How can we be your hands and feet in the earth? My God, how can we be an extension of you? How can others experience? What can we do for you today? Good morning to you. Good morning, Father. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We thank you. We bless you. Oh, my God. You are so good. You are so wonderful. This is how I talk to my sons in the morning. This is how I wake them up in the morning. When I get them up, I say, good morning, champ. You know, good morning, champ. Good morning. How are you, my God? Good morning, king of glories. Come on, y'all. Good morning, great I am, my God. Oh, good morning, Lord God. You are so faithful. My God, can you imagine? My God, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I can't fix him breakfast, but I can worship him. And I can't fix him breakfast, but I can. Oh, my God. I can extol him. I can lift up his name. My God, for he is the king of glory. He is the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. My God, in the name of Jesus. Yeah, we can talk. Come on now. Good morning to you, Father. Ooh, my, my, my. Good morning to you, Father. Ooh, my, my, my. Good morning, King of glory. Good morning, King of glory. Good morning, great I am. Good morning, Prince of peace. Good morning, ruler. Ooh, good morning, master of this universe. Good morning, good morning. Good morning to the one that created me the more good morning good morning good morning yeah ro i'm like you i'm so grateful my god i'm so grateful i'm so grateful i'm so grateful i'm so thankful oh as i move my hands my 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 oh if i as i realize that i can feel and i can touch my 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 oh as i wiggle my toes my 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 god Ooh, as I fill my lungs with breath, my, 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 what a faithful father you are. What a faithful father you are. What a faithful father you are. As I see, <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord God. As I hear, my God, thank you, Lord God. Oh, my, 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 as I can touch the hair on my head. Oh, my, 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 as I can touch my desk and my Bible. My, 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 as I can drink out of my cup. Come on, y'all. My, my, you have so much to be grateful for. You have so much to be thankful for. Oh, my, 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 Oh, as I can run this mouth this morning. My God, I thank you. My God, I bless you.
bless you. My God. Sometimes we get to, we take for the what we do naturally for granted. Oh, come on now. We take we we be so set on seeing the miracle, right? And we the miracle. We the blessing. We we're the evidence that God is still here. So many of us have so many testimonies of when the enemy could have took us out when the enemy was coming for our life. Come on now. My God. So, Lord, I thank you before I dare complain, before I dare set my affection on anything else. I'm going to set my affection on you as I sit in my chair. My God, the fact that I can sit down. I remember one time a friend of mine was in so much pain. She could not sit down. She could not sit down. She was not. She was having such difficulty. The fact that I can sit down and I'm not in pain, right? Or the fact that I can just sit down. The fact that this chair is underneath me and supports me. Come on, y'all. My God, I got lights. Woo! I got running water. My God, Lord, I thank you for my running water. My God, I thank you. The boys were turning on the air earlier. Lord God, I thank you for my electricity. Come on now. My God, I thank you, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, for clothes to wear. I thank you, Lord God, for giving me the desires of my heart. My God, I thank you, Lord God. We have um, a bird that built a bird nest right outside my door. And when I first saw the bird nest, building at first I was going to pull the bird nest because I didn't want the bird to build the bird nest outside my door but yesterday as I was sitting and listening to the melodic sounds of the mother I was like Lord that's life that's life that's evidence that you are God because you created the birds in the air come on y'all and I am I not greater than the birds in the air? My God. We, and this is funny because actually the nest. Oh, I'm going to talk about the Lord this morning. Come on now. He always provides. Put that in your comments today. He always provides. So let me talk tell you why. So they built a nest. We have a um, fire extinguisher. And all of a sudden, randomly, nobody did it. We don't know. The glass was broke. We don't know if we closed the door. I don't know if the glass was too fragile, but the glass was broken in the box where the fire fire extinguisher was. So the glass was broken in the box and I never replaced the glass. I just said, it is what it is. As long as it works, it's fine, right? So there was a glass, the glass was broken in the fire. I feel you, Holy Spirit. The glass was broken in the fire extinguisher box. Well, as the glass was broken in the fire extinguisher box, had the glass never been broken, they could have never built a nest. I'm about to go. (laughs) I'm about to run. My God, what seemed, come on now. Can I give you some word on it? Yeah, come on now. My God, my God, my God, my God, I'm going to give you some word on this. I can't, I taught last night for my uncle, so I can't push this vocal cord too much. My God, I thank you for this scripture this morning. So the glass, right, it looks broken, right? The glass that was broken, the glass that was broken outside the box, right? And I was like, the boys and I were both like, how is how was this broken? Like, what happened? I was like, I don't know. And so I made the decision. I'm not going to replace the, the glass in the box. I'm not going to replace the glass. Well, had I replaced the glass in the box, the bird could have never built the nest. Come on now. Come on now. Had I replaced the glass in the box, had had I replaced it, had I sealed the box back up, the bird would have never been able to build the nest. So my God, I thank you. God always provides. God always provides. God always provides. And as they begin to build the nest even bigger and the eggs were in there, we had been sitting and waiting, right? We looked down in the nest and we were like, oh my gosh, the eggs are there. We were sitting and waiting. Come on now. This is a word for somebody. You've been sitting and waiting. Ooh, 
mama, mama, mama. Lord, I thank you. You've been sitting and waiting. We were sitting and waiting and eager and every day in anticipation. We would look in the nest and then one day we discovered the nest. The eggs were still there and it was so funny because we would be dodging and dashing out the house so that we wouldn't interfere with their process. We didn't want to disturb what was going on for them naturally. Come on, y'all. My God, I thank you. So as we were looking, oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. As we were looking for the nest, we discovered the eggs. And then after we saw the eggs, my God, we just kept looking. We kept waiting. Come on now. The anticipation was growing greater. We started seeing more of the mother. And then the other day we saw the father who was bigger. And I was like, oh my gosh, he's here to protect. Because see, the mom would shrink back in the nest, but the father would perch big in the nest. Come on now. He who dwelleth in the shelter of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Come on now. So when he came, when he came back around, he was perched big. He was perched broad. And he had a look on this face that said, don't you touch mine. Come on, y'all. Here. A look on his face. My God, Lord, I thank you for being protector. He had a look on his face. Like, don't you touch mine. Don't you come near the nest. My God, he was there. He set up differently. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. He set up differently. He looked differently. She was more timid. She was more kind. She was more lean back. But when he hit the scene, come on, Father. When he hit the scene, my God, in the name of Jesus, we were running. We were running so fast. Come on now. My God. We were running so fast. We were running so fast out the door with her. I was like, okay, I don't want to disturb her process. But with him, I was like, I ain't messing with him. I'm not messing with him. I'm not getting ready to disturb him. I'm not getting ready to be by. My God, he is not just protector, y'all. He is also provider. My God. Oh, my God. Psalms 91, he or she or Lakeisha or Javen, Jalil, Jermaine, Josiah, Judah, Lyric, Logan, Shiloh, Zayn, and Casey, who dwell in the shelter of the Most High, will remain secure and at rest. Ooh, come on now. Those eggs were just being eggs. Those eggs, he said, they will remain secure and at rest in the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no enemy can withstand. Oh, will you bite on that this morning? No enemy can withstand the power of the Father. Oh, my God. May we get a deeper revelation to who you are as our protector. May we get a de deeper revelation to who you are as our provider. That even when it seems overwhelming, even when it seems like it's not working, even when it seems like a this bird done located and built a nest in I, I, in something that would seem like it's not even a a a, a place. Or a location. Come on now. My God. So I will say of the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in whom I trust with great confidence. And whom I rely. He will save you from the trap of the fowler. And from deadly pestilence. He will cover you. Come on now. My God. Let us get a vision. I told you when the daddy bird was up there. He puffed up. He was big. The boys was like. That ain't that mama. <laughs> the boys. When the mama was there, the boys were so curious. They were like, oh, look at her. Look at her sitting on her legs. Oh, she said little. When the father got there, the boys was like, that's the daddy. <laughs> that's the father. We not getting ready to touch this. We not getting ready. Come on now. It says he'll cover you. Come on now. Completely and protect you with his pinions. My God. And under his wings. My God. Put that in your notes today. My God, that father bird sitting there lets me know. Can you imagine woo, when God stretches out? Woo, Jesus. 
when God stretches out, my God, come on now. Can you imagine when God stretches out? He says, and under his wings, you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a wall. My God, God's faithfulness. Come on now. God's faithfulness was a shield and a wall. Absolutely, y'all. He was ready to attack. My God, he was ready to attack. If he thought, if we looked wrong, he set a bold, he set up confident. He was not moved by us. See, when we walked out the door, she would fly off into a local bush and watch us from the bush. When he hit the scene, he was like, y'all better go. <laughs> he was like, y'all better go somewhere. Y'all better move somewhere else. Y'all better figure something else out. I'm not moved by y'all. Well, we were definitely moved by him. It says his faithfulness is a shield and wall. God's faithfulness, come on now. My God is a shield and wall. My God, Lord, I thank you for being faithful. God's faithfulness, my God, God's faithfulness is a shield and wall. Let me give you a little bit more on his faithfulness. First Corinthians four and two. Now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. God always proves he's faithful. God is always faithful. My God, my God. First John one and nine says, see, this is how sin does us. This is how silly sin is, right? That's why the enemy doesn't want you to grow in your relationship. Come on, into a close relationship with God. Because he knows if you grow into a close relationship with God, you're going to start confessing some stuff. See, there's a place that every relationship should get to where there's vulnerability and transparency and you can say absolutely anything to this person. I've got one of those relationships in my life. I can say absolutely anything to this person. They can say absolutely anything to me. We don't have any barriers in between us. We don't have any craziness in between us. We worked all of that out over the time of our relationship, we built up trust. So now we can, even when we annoy with each other, even when we mad with each other, we say exactly what we need to say. And then five minutes later, it's like, okay, let's go ahead and get something to eat. Right? First John 1 and 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all righteousness. See, that's why the enemy loves for us to be consumed. Come on now. And overwhelmed in our sins because he knows God is faithful to forgive us. Oh, Jesus. I don't know who needed this word this morning, but this was not the direction I was going in. He knows. Can I tell you something? That's why. Paul, Paul cleared it up in Romans. He says, look, I need you to understand there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. The Holy Spirit only comes to convict us. And when the Holy Spirit comes to convict us, he comes to convict us with the solution. Because the goal and goal is that we be in our righteousness and right standing with God. Come on now. So if we confess our sins, my God, come on now. Say, I got to get better about confessing my sins. I got to get better about confessing my sins. I got to get better about where I really am. I got to get better about sharing my heart with God. Come on now. Come on. I got to get better about being vulnerable and transparent with the one that forgave me, the one that loved me, the one that provides for me, the one that placed me inside my mother's womb, the one that protects me. I've got to get better about being re really, really being where I am, really talking to him away. Because if I confess where I am, my God, guess what he's going to do? He's going to be faithful. Oh my God. He's going to be, he's going to be faithful. My God, he's going to be faithful. Yeah. Come on now. I hear you. So I said, I got to get better about my sharing my heart with God. Oh, We tear down the walls. We tear down the strongholds. We pull down the prideful places, Father. The things that have kept us bound. My God, the things that have broken us, the things that have kept us from sharing our hearts with you. The things that have kept us, my God, from walking in your faithfulness. The things that have kept us from being real to you. God just, can I tell you something? God don't want to know what you know. <laughs> 
He wants you to live a life that's pleasing to him. But he don't want you to come to him talking about all this stuff you know. He know the word. He is the word. He, we pray the word. We pray his perfect will. But God ain't used, interested in no stoic relationship. Him, this, thou. That ain't what God wants. God wants your heart. <laughs> Say that today. God wants my heart. God is looking for my heart. God wants my heart. He wants my whole heart heart. He's not looking for proper etiquette. He's not looking for proper protocol. God wants my heart. God is after my heart. God is after my commitment. God is after the relationship with me. He's not interested in all that I know. As a matter of fact, the more that I grow in the things of him, the more that I realize, the less that I talk in his presence, the more he's going to fill me up. The less that I talk in his presence, the more he's going to fill me up. The less that I come with him with all of my isms and issues. Matthew 6, he said, first of all, I know what you got in need of. <laughs> oh, come on, y'all. That's what he said. He said, look, I know what you need. I already know what you need. I already know you need food. I already know what you need to clothing. I already know you need shelter. And it's fine. We confess so that we remind ourselves of his promises. We confess so that we remind him. He's like, I already know. I already know you need food. I already know you need clothing. I already know you need, need shelter. What I need you to do is seek me first. <laughs> what I need you to do is make sure you'll have no other God before me. What I need you to do is make sure, my God, that you seek me first. I'm after your whole heart. Well, I can't give my whole heart to God if I'm not transparent and vulnerable with him. Ooh, I'm going to help somebody's relationship today as well. My God, if you are, can I say that Holy Spirit? If you are, yes, sir, thank you. If you are in a relationship with someone and you can't be transparent and you can't be vulnerable, can I tell you something? There's some issues and some problems in your relationship. If you are married to someone and you just can't talk to them and you just can't be yourself and it may not be the other person they may have provided a place for you to be transparent and vulnerable it may be you dealing with rejection it may be you dealing with insecurity it may be you dealing with fear right but can i tell you the manipulation and the twisted perverseness when we don't operate in authenticity and truth in a relationship we're still walking around in lies let me give you a perfect example. So you, you, you have a friend or someone and I did this <laughs> recently and I wasn't even trying to be funny. I went to eat with a friend and I was like, um, what kind of, I told her, I said, well, find some place to eat. Well, she made a couple suggestions. I don't like them. I, they, I like them, but I don't really like them. Well, the old me would have just gone <laughs> for the sake of, right? The old me would have just endured for the sake of, but the new me that operates in transparency and vulnerability was like, no, nah, I don't really like the places. Like I eat there and today I'm not in the mood to just be at an eat there kind of place. Today I'm in a mood. I want to be able to eat something good. So we negotiated and came to a compromise of something we could both enjoy. That's transparency and vulnerability. Now, what she could have did was got offended at my honesty. I don't know why I'm going here today. I don't know why I'm going. What she could have did was got offended at my honesty, but she didn't. We found a medium compromise. When we are in a relationship, a love, a real relationship with someone, I got, we have to be able to be forthcoming, not rude, not callous, not ugly, not menacing. But when we are not being truthful, we're walking in lies. I told another friend of mine the other day, we were sharing some things back and forth. And I was saying, well, did you tell the person how you feel? And they were like, no, I didn't tell them how I felt. And I said, how can you require integrity and character from them? And you want them to be transparent and vulnerable with you, but you're not showing integrity, character, transparency, and vulnerability in your own relationship. We reap Come on now. We reap what we sow. Every seed reaps after its own kind. My God. So God in his faithfulness 
is a shield and a wall. He's looking, my God, come on, y'all. He's looking for us to come into a different relationship with him. Hebrews 3 and 2, he was faithful to the one who appointed him, just as Moses was faithful in all God's house, right? We, When we're faithful, come on now, come on now, my God. 2 Timothy 2 and 13, if we are faithless, he still remains faithful, for he cannot disown himself. Oh, even when I'm faithless, he still remains faithful, because I cannot my God, this understand Hebrews 10 and 23. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. <laughs> my God, he will promise is faithful. My God, my God, whatever he promises for us is he's faithful. He's faithful. Matthew 25, 21. Think about the parables of the talents. Think about the end of what he said at the end. He said his master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share in your master's happiness. So there's got to, got to be a particular happiness that comes with being faithful. Come on now. First Peter 4 and 19. So then those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator and continue to do good. We remain faithful to him and could continue to do good even when we're suffering. Why? Because even in our suffering, he's got us. Revelations 2 and 10. Do not be afraid of what you're about to suffer. I tell you, the devil will put some of you in prison to test you and you will suffer persecution for 10 days. Be faithful even to the point of death and I'm going to give you life as your victor's crown. So his faithfulness God's faithfulness towards us becomes a shield and becomes a wall. But there's got to be a place that we go in God. There's got to be a place that we tap into in God. See, the only reason we are not vulnerable and transparent. I don't, I don't know why we don't think God sees and knows. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why we don't. I don't know what in our head makes us think that God doesn't see and know exactly where we are. I haven't figured that out yet, right? But the reason that we are not this transparent or vulnerable is because we're living with trust issues. If I really trusted, oh, God is so faithful, right? Faithfulness is beyond God blessing you with some money or blessing you with a house. or but God's faithful. God is faithful to you when you sleep, right? God is faithful to you. The, 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 the little eggs, the, the eggs are, are birds now, they've hatched. The little birds, the little eggs was just being eggs. The little birds now are just being birds. Their dad is doing exactly what he's supposed to do. Protecting, providing, and hunting for them. The little birds are doing exactly what they're supposed to do. They're being little birds in this season, right? They don't even know what they have need of. They don't even know what they have need of. They don't. They have no clue that they need to rely on their parents for food. But they're relying because they're just acting in their natural state. The difficulty of many of us is we're not acting in our natural state as God as provider, as God as protector. Remember I told you the nest was built in an un, might not have seemed like the perfect situation. Wasn't it high up in a tree? Wasn't beautiful. But the nest was built in the perfect place. I'm, a, I'm about to shout myself. The nest was built in the perfect place. My God. God is calling some of you to an assignment. Can I speak by the Spirit, Lord? It may not look glorified. It may not have your name on the wall. It may not look like it's all of that. But God is calling you to an assignment in which he's going to provide for you, in which he's going to protect you. But he needs you in this place so that you can mature, so that you can grow, so that you can blossom, and so that you can bloom, right? They're in the perfect place. My God, I thank you for this. They're in the perfect place for them to be able to blossom, for them to be able to... They're in the perfect place because we're not going to disturb them. We're 
in the God provided a perfect place for them. May not look like everything they want. May not look like, but in this season, it's what they need so that they could come into the fullness of who he called them to be in Christ Jesus, which is birds. He's looking to pull us to a place in our relationship with him so that we can become the fullness of who he called us to be as his children. My God, as his children. Come on, Father. My God, as his children. That's what he's looking for, to pull us into a place of where we can be as his children. Let's go back to us learning how to imitate God. Be imitators of God, therefore, as beloved children and walk in love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a sacrificial offering. Matthew 5 and 48, be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect. Luke 6 and 36, be merciful just as your father is merciful. Come on, we act in the image of Come on now, but if I'm going to act like him, I got to trust him. If I'm going to act like him, I got to allow my relationship to go to such a depth in him. Oh, my, 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 my. The pruning part, let's skip over. Come on, Lord, you're just taking us everywhere this morning. I feel like I'm all over the place, but at the same time, exactly where I need to be. John 15, he said, I'm true vine. My father's a vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that continues to bear fruit, he repeatedly prunes so that it will bear more fruit, even richer and finer fruit. The problem is at the place in the pruning process, we detach ourselves. We want everything to be ooh, like that. All this little da 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 da. No, you gotta be pruned. You gotta be cleaned up. You you've been conformed to the things of this world that don't look like God. There are places you don't act like God. There are places you don't smell like God. There are places that you don't that you don't live in the image of Christ. There's some doubt in your life. There's some places where you're not letting His faithfulness be your shield and wall. There's some parts of you that are still rogue. There's some things in your heart that does not line up. It's some places that you trust God and it's some places that you do not trust God. So he's got to prune you if you're going to come fully forth, if you're going to be in the fullness of who God. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be half or partial. I don't want to. You know how you've seen the... Um, you know, you, oh, that's powerful, Lord. Seeing the image of someone when it's like half of a robot and half of a human face. We don't want to be half of living robotic according to this society, responding how this society and world does. We want the softness, the flesh to be in the image of Christ and how God created us. My God. So the pruning process, this is the place where most people escape. This is the place where most people run because no one told them when the word says in Romans 12 and 2, do not be conformed, right? Don't be conformed to the things of this world. Well, I was meditating on there this morning. There's different, there's a little bit more to that we have to digest. Romans 12 and 1, it says, therefore I urge you brothers and sisters by the mercies of God to present your bodies dedicating all yourself. <laughs> Say that. I got to dedicate all myself. See, I got to dedicate all myself. Well, if God don't have my whole heart because of fear, because of rejection, because of insecurity, I'm not dedicating my whole self. Oh, my, 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 my. If God don't have my whole heart, I'm not dedicating myself. If I don't trust God to be faithful, I'm not that. If I don't act like the little birds in the nest, and just let my daddy and my mom be my daddy and my mom, right? Then I'm not dedicating my own self. It says, therefore, I urge you, brother and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies, dedicate all yourself. <laughs> I got to dedicate all myself. My God, I got to dedicate my time. Come on now. I got to dedicate myself. I got to dedicate my time. I got to dedicate my heart. I got to dedicate my resources. My God, I got to dedicate my purpose. I've got to dedicate myself. Oh, come on now. I got to consecrate myself. I got to set myself apart. Come on, y'all. Oh, my God. I thank you for your word today. So it says, he says, you set yourselves apart as a living sacrifice. Ooh, as a living sacrifice. I got to set myself apart as a living sacrifice. Holy 
and well-pleasing to God, my God, which is your rational act of worship. When I set myself apart, holy and pleasing and dedicate myself, that's an act of worship. My God, that's an act of worship. Come on, y'all. When I set myself apart, that's the act of worship. God is looking for me. Um, God is looking for those to worship him in what? What are we supposed to worship God in? We're supposed to worship God in what? Half truths. Come on now. Come on now. I ain't supposed to. If he's asking me to bring me his whole heart, I can't bring me half of my heart because that's a half truth, right? He's looking for those to, who worship him to worship him in what? In spirit and in truth. Oh, my, my, my. He's looking for my reasonable service is to worship him. My reasonable service. He's looking for me to worship him in spirit and truth. He's looking for me to dig up. So here's the next part of this. It says, and do not be conformed to this world. Whoo. Let me tell you what the Amplified says. And do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs. Oh, see, at that point is when we tend to, when we begin to see the superficialness to ourselves. Oh, that's, that's the point we tense up. That's at the place that we usually begin the word when the word reflected in us begins to show I'm superficial begins to begins begins to show my God. I still have some parts of this world in me. Right? So, and because we cannot be real, we've really never had anybody pointed out with this level of gentle gentleness. Some of us don't Holy spirit. You are all in me today. Some of us don't even know how to respond to the gentleness of God's word because people have only talked harsh to us all our life. Well, when you're used to um, responding a certain way, you'll kind of become numb. Remember we read that in the book. You'll kind of become numb to things that are tender responsive. You'll kind of become numb to proper grooming. When, when we're being used to handled a certain way, it sometimes makes us hardened and non-receptive, my God, to the tenderness of the Holy Spirit, to the small, still voice, my God, it, it'll make us hardened. So when the gentleness of the Holy Spirit comes in to talk to us about super superficial values and customs, and because it's not a threat or because that he's not talking down on us or trash, then that's the part where we tend to clench, clench up or run away or we become non-receptive to. Because what it is, is it's doing a greater, greater work inside my heart. It's doing something deeper down inside my heart. And because it doesn't sound like how I've been corrected or it doesn't sound like how I've been pruned or it doesn't sound like how I've been taught right? Then I'm not tender and responsive to the greater work. And because I'm not used to this kind of love, because I'm not used to this kind of love, then I'm not really open to receive this type of love from God because nobody's ever loved me like this. Nobody's ever, nobody's ever responded to me this like this. Nobody's ever corrected me from a place. Nobody's really reminded me of my greatness. Nobody's really put a finger and said to me, these are the things that you need to work out differently. And so it says, and do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually. Woo! Say that. I got to mature spiritually. Well, when I mature spiritually, I can give God my whole heart. Because I'm, I'm not worried about God shaming me. I'm not worried about God condemning me. Because if I go back over to Psalms 91, I understand his protection for me. His faithfulness to me is going to be a shield and a wall. He's not getting ready. His faithfulness to me isn't to embarrass me. His faithfulness isn't to me, isn't to call me out. His faithfulness to me isn't to, um, isn't to, um, bother me. 
Typically, if I'm in a situation, I'm just going to be honest. This is how tender and responsive God is. He showed me this. Typically, if I'm in a situation, like a group setting or a situation, and something has occurred between me and another person, then I either pull that person to the side or say it's in a group text. I come out of the group text and deal with the person. Instead of dealing with something I don't like in the group, I come out of the group to deal with the person over to the side because my job, my idea of my, my love for you, I'm never going to put you on front street. I'm never trying to embarrass you. Now, I did not used to be this way until I understood that's how well God, God covers me all the time, right? God covers me. He doesn't do things to embarrass me. He doesn't do things to make me feel bad. That's not because he knows because of my issues, my insecurity, the creator know me, my areas of rejection. He knows that I won't be responding to that. I wouldn't be tender and responsive to the set. So he's taught me in a group setting when I'm dealing with people, I was not that way. Ooh, I tore some relationships up, trying to be forthcoming, all out front and all this other stuff. No, he taught me. Pull myself over to the side. Deal with what you got to deal with that person on the side because that's how I handle you. As a matter of fact, the scripture says, find that just that he will conceal a matter. Ooh, I feel the power of God on this. I got to wrap up. He says, I'll conceal a matter. So it says, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually. As you mature spiritually, right? Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not into thy own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him and he's going to direct your path. By the renewing of your mind, focusing. This is what we've got to start doing. I got to focus on godly values and ethical attitudes. Oh, Jesus. Focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes, right? So my focus becomes godly values and ethical attitudes. So when God points something out in me that's not a godly value and an ethical attitude, what he's saying to me, this is an area in your life for you to come up higher. What we tend to typically do when the Holy Spirit, when Holy Spirit points out to us, my God, it's shameful. Thank you. Ephesians 5 and 12. It's shameful to even mention what the disobedient do in secret. It's shameful even to mention what the disobedient and, and the other scripture on concealing the matter. My God, I thank you for that. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let me give you this and then we're going to wrap up. We out of here. My God. And so, and so focus on godly values. So when God, so, so when God, here it is, it's James, um, 52, 50, it's Je Jeremiah. Oh, come on now. Where my scripture at? Um, oh, it's Jeremiah 50 and 2, I think. It is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings to search out a matter. It's the glory of God to conceal. We look at God, it's the glory of God to conceal something, right? So when he does reveal it to that we're not focused on godly values or ethical attitudes, the goal is not for us to withdraw from him. Here's the goal. It's so that we can prove ourselves what, to what the will of God is for us. Ooh. It's so I can prove myself to what the will of God is, which is going to be good, acceptable, and perfect in his purpose, his plan for me, right? Well, if any time the, the Holy Spirit reveals to me I'm not acting in godly values or ethical attitudes, insecurity and rejection and the orphan spirit or whatever else it is teaches my abandonment issues and all that other stuff what my flesh will tell me or my heart because remember our heart we carry the deep-seated values of our systems in our heart what the false not the love towards father will say what the false thing tells me is conceal and hide my heart from God because I don't like the way that felt even though what he gave me was necessary. I'm done. I don't even know where that came from. Lord, I thank you for your word today. I thank you for concealing matters. I thank you for dealing with the issues of our heart. I thank you, Lord God, for even redeeming the time this morning. I thank you for opening the eyes of our understanding to the hope of which you called us in Christ Jesus, giving us a revelation, knowledge in your word. I thank you, Father God, that we are not moved by what we see, that we are anchored in your word. My God, my God, confirm the word of your servant today. My God, I thank you, Father God, for freshness to do your will.
I thank you, Lord God, that we will live lives that are pleasing to you. I thank you, Lord God, we will live that we will not withdraw ourselves from you, that we will understand who you are as protector, who you are as provider, and that we will give you our whole hearts. My God, I hear you, Father, that we will give you our whole hearts. Lord God, your desire is to have our whole hearts. So I thank you, Lord God, that we will give you our whole hearts, our whole hearts. My God. My God, in Jesus' name, amen. Woo, I feel the power of the Holy Spirit on that. My God, we give him our whole hearts, our whole hearts, not anything else. Lord, you deserve our whole hearts, our whole hearts. Woo, we will not have time to do our confessions today. So when we shut down, go straight into your confessions. If you've not already done your confessions this morning, as soon as we shut down, go straight into your confessions. Do not skip your confessions. Your confessions are establishing a thing. Ooh. Your confessions are reworking your heart. And if this is your first time on our devotional, there's a set of confession on the main Facebook wall that says Joyce Myers Everyday Confessions. We have been commanding our morning and setting our atmosphere and, and renewing our mind in the word, right? In the renewing our mind in the word. We've been renewing our mind in the word. So we thank you, Father of God, for your faithfulness. We thank you, Father God, for your grace. We thank you, Father God, for your mercy. We cancel every assignment of the enemy off our lives that would try to pluck it up right now. In the name of Jesus, we bind every Satan attack, tannic attack. My God, we thank you, Lord God, for the purity and the wholeness of your word today. We thank you, Father God, that by your stripes we are healed. You were wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, and chastised for our peace. We cancel every assignment of our life that tries to come against us to think, think that healing is not our reasonable portion. Healing is our reasonable portion. And we thank you, Lord God, that we live today by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Two things. Consider partnering with us. Pray and ask the Lord. Do you want me to give into this ministry? Anytime the Lord presents an opportunity for you to give, can I just be real? Can I say this, Holy Spirit? You know, I don't be the one in Fimby. Even if you just gave, always ask the Lord, do you want me to sow today? Um, I, I, can I, can, I don't like, that's my personal business. I, I, every morning I start my day with confessions, duh, duh, and a seed. And I'm not telling you to sow it here. I'm saying that's the lifestyle that I'm promising to live because he said he'll give seed to the sower, right? And I want to be, a, I, my personal goal is to be a distribution center. So I always ask the Lord about every opportunity to give. Lord, do you want me to give? Lord, do you want me to partner with this ministry? Lord, how do you want to use my hands and feet today? How do you want to use my service today? And then let him talk to you about your giving. Let him talk to you about um, money and how we worship with money and all those other ways. That's the first thing. Go over to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. Cash app us, dollar sign, LMJ Ministry. My God, the Lord will tell you exactly what you're supposed to sow. Every sow, he will give seed to the sower. And guess what? He'll give He'll give what you need back to you. Um that's just the kind of God he is. Every seed reproduces after its own kind. So, Father God, I thank you for blessing the giving of your people today. My God, I cover them in the blood of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord God, that more fruit will abound to their account. May more fruit abound to your account when you give. May you be blessed beyond your measures. My God, may seed chase you. <laughs> May seed chase you down. I was trying to get a check to somebody the other day. You should have seen me. My girl Jess was like, I said, I'm going to run this person down. I don't care what it costs to get them this check. I'm going to figure out how to get them this check because I would want what God has for me to chase me down. I'm like, let me let me figure out. Let me get this off. Let me get this off of me. <laughs> let me get this off of me because I would want to, take, to chase it down. So may the blessings of the Lord be rich over your life and chase you down. I want them to chase you down. I want you to be walking on the mall or outside on your daily walk or in the grocery store and somebody run and throw some seed at you or throw some money at you or throw a blessing. 
blessing or hand you keys to the building or drive up in your new car or whatever it is. Because God does give us tangible things. I want a supernatural healing for your miracles to occur for you, even where your health is concerned. That you experience, you be in the grocery store and go, whew, my healing just came. Come on, y'all. You be in the grocery store and be like, whew, my healing just came. But here's the thing. The blessings aren't for you. The blessings are for you to be able to pour out on others. I want, I want to be very clear about that. The blessings aren't for you. The blessings are for you to be able to pour out on others. So ask the Lord today, what, what, are my what are the things you want to bless me with? What are the things that you want to give me? What are, you, what are the things that you want to put in my hand to get to others? Let me use everything that you have for me to give to others in such a mighty way. <laughs> in such a a mighty way. I want to be used for your glory in such a mighty way. My second thing to you is if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, my God, my God, this is your moment. Just repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I've sinned against you. I'm sorry for my sins. I ask you to come into my heart and take away my sins. And I promise to love and follow you best as I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you prayed that prayer, you made that statement of faith. Welcome to the kingdom. Woo! Welcome, well, welcome, welcome, welcome. I feel like we need a whole little welcome song. Welcome here. Welcome to the kingdom. You are now a part of God's kingdom. And what we want you to do is to send us an email. Info at justbeinglmj.com. And what we're going to do is we're going to send you some materials. Hey, last night I taught Bible study. It is not on the main page. I'm, I'm going to share a YouTube link to it. But I talked about the endangered seed. I talked more about who we are as a seed. I talked about the endangered seed. My apostle um, gave me the assignment to teach Bible study. And if you get a chance, check it out. It was really such a powerful word. I love you. Um, I love you. I love you. I love you. God's love you. Cassandra Watson, by your faith, be it unto you in Jesus' name. Amen. We see you in the morning, 5 a.m. Invite somebody in. Tell them, come hang out with me. Let's get the word of God. My God, I thank you. I love you so much. God loves you so much more. My God, do me a favor. Go be loved today. Let somebody else experience the love of God through you. Somebody is waiting on you. What you possess is important to this world. My God, well, I'm going to say that. I'm going to speak that and declare that over you. What you possess, what's inside of you is important to this world. So I decree and declare today over your life that your value, the value of who you are in Christ Jesus, my God, is being restored. And you are walking into the fullness of that about faith and that you receive that in Jesus name. Amen. Love y'all. Peace. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I bless you. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I magnify you. Lord, I thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.